1: Sports Podcast, where we talk history of the game numbers and stats. And each week we highlight a charity that's doing good. If you haven't subscribed yet, then you should. Because I'm sick, this is the, the real deal. And you know I gotta shout out the Buffalo Bill. Turn it up to the max, sit back and relax. This is the
0: Buffalo Nerd Sports Podcast. Let go! Hey, what is up, Bills Mafia? Welcome in to this episode of the Buffalo Nerd, your home for Buffalo Bills football with a charity on top. Brought to you by SB Nation on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network and is being served up to you live by Picasso's Pizza on the Buffalo Rumblings VidCast Network. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza. Shipping local and nationwide. Order online at Picasso'sPizza.net. I'm your host, Colt Schroeder. This is your first time checking out the show. Thanks for being here. Appreciate you. If you're already part of the Nerd Mafia, then welcome home. Big show this week, as you folks can see, I'm being joined by Brian Batco. He is from the Pittsburgh Post Cadet, excuse me, Cadet Gazette. He covers <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I'm super stoked this week. Obviously, we're going to talk the matchup. Um, I'm super stoked to have somebody that's, you know, got a little insight of what they're thinking out of Pittsburgh as they're getting ready to play our Buffalo Bills this week. Before we get into all that kind of stuff, though, Brian, um, why don't you kind of introduce yourself? Let people know a little bit about you.
1: Yeah, so I just tweeted out the, uh, the link to the show if anybody uh, following back in Pittsburgh wants to watch. Uh, I'm born and raised in Pittsburgh. So, of course, uh, you know, grew up going to Steelers games all the time. I uh, went to the University of Pittsburgh and then actually uh, covered Pitt football at the Post-Gazette where I think my second year on the beat, they had this kid who was a true freshman. He came in and started the last game of the season. Uh, his name was Kenny Pickett. So then my second year covering Pitt, uh, was his sophomore year. After that, I uh, jumped over to the Steelers, and I've been covering them since 2019. And yeah, haven't had to leave the the city that I, I grew up in and love, and met my wife in. So it's it's been a fun time, and it's a it's a great ride covering this team.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think uh, what a lot of people kind of respect about Pittsburgh is it's similar to Buffalo in regards that it's kind of that blue collar type of atmosphere, right? You know, it's just, it's a little more wholesome type of feeling. So I think Bill's mafia relates pretty well to the Steelers. uh, I've
1: got my, I've got my Erie Bayhawks hat on because my wife uh, went to Gannon university in Erie. So kind of right in between Pittsburgh and in Buffalo. So uh, we got to know a lot of Bill's fans that we've uh, stayed in touch with over the years. Definitely similar vibes for sure
0: love it very much so so before we dive into all the football stuff uh, we do like to highlight a charity off the top every week and as the guest Brian does get to choose the charity so this week uh, Brian chose Habitat for Humanity so why don't you just tell us quickly kind of Brian why you chose them?
1: yeah um, you know my like I said my wife was at Gannon University and you know she was president of the Habitat for Humanity chapter there Uh, did a lot of great work and it's it's just uh, you know it, it helps out with homelessness and uh, people who can't uh, afford, you know, housing and and things of that nature. So uh, it was a cool organization, and I just thought it would be a neat pick since, like I said, you know, I, I got to be around a lot of Bills fans. Uh, the four years that she was living in Erie, and I would go up and visit her every couple months. So uh, it was always a fun epicenter. Steelers, Bills, Browns were all kind of in that one little city in in north, uh, yeah, I guess northwestern Pennsylvania. So that's that's why I picked that one, cool.
0: Yeah, I like that. It's very cool. And I think a lot of people know, uh, you know, they're familiar with the organization. They're in everybody's backyard, basically. Right. I think yeah. this is a cool organization to highlight because I'm in Sacramento, you know, folks in Buffalo, whether you're Pittsburgh, wherever you can find these folks. Right. So you can find the local way to support your your local chapter of, uh, you know, the Habitat for Humanity. So they're easy to find They're at Habitat.org. Uh, if you've never been there. You know where to go now. Uh, If you uh, have an opportunity to donate or maybe send it over to somebody that might be looking for something to do with their time, energy, that's where you should send them. And I'm not
1: handy at all, so I can't help actually build anything, but uh, at least I can give a little bit of awareness their way. Absolutely. So that's pretty much why I do this, right? Because a lot of people, you know,
0: for most of the stuff, it's like you, you can't always donate money. You don't always have time. You don't always have that. But if you have energy, you have a platform, maybe you just get it in front of the right people and they take care of it from there. Right. So uh, very cool. Very cool stuff. So I want to hit on a little bit last week um, real quick here because the Bills, they they went into a game that I that I'm a, I called the score to be 2420 it finished 23, 20. So I, I don't know that, you know, I could have done much better really, except for hitting it exactly on the head, but it wasn't what I thought it would be to get there. Right. Um, but I thought the Bills completely dominated in the second half. Um, and that's basically where they won that game finished 23, 20, a lot of questionable penalties. I think on both sides of the ball, realistically, a lot of holding calls missed. Um, I, and I thought that crew that officiated was typically like the crew that th- threw flags like left and right. Uh, and they seem to miss like some of the biggest calls in that game, but either way, bills walk away with a victory much needed. And then the Steelers kind of went the opposite way, and they had a you know a tough go in the second half. Obviously, Trubisky gets benched. Pickett gets his first opportunity. He's 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 making rookie mistakes, but he's slinging the ball around. He's trying. You can see there's a difference, right? But um, I think leading into the season, the question mark was the offensive line for the Steelers. It seems to be a struggle. What what did you see last week? Is are the Steelers just totally in trouble? Was it the rookie, or is it the Jets actually played good football? What happened at the end of last week?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of been the story of their their season uh, during this three-game losing skid that they're on, just really failing to, to pick each other up and play complementary football. I mean, you know, Pickett got in there and did some good things, was moving the offense. Like you said, I mean, the two interceptions, not ideal. The box score says he has three, but if you didn't mm-hmm. watch the game, the last one was a Hail Mary. So uh, that one you can pretty much toss out. The other two, you know, they hit his receiver's hands. Uh, you, you could argue about ball placement, but... Uh, Point of it being, you know, Pickett wasn't really the issue. I was kind of typing away at my computer in that fourth quarter all about how he came in and saved the day and and gave a spark to the fans in Pittsburgh. But while I was doing that, the Steelers defense was just letting the Bills do whatever they want. Zach Wilson was slinging the ball around. They were running the ball when they needed to. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just been that that's been the case where the defense has been fatigued at the end of games because the offense hasn't sustained drives or the offense, you know, isn't getting enough possessions to really get into rhythm. So, uh, it's it's just been bad all around for the Steelers and and that's how you lose three in a row. That's how you lose at home to a Jets team that that uh you know, you were up 10 on in the fourth quarter. Uh it's it's rough right now and, you know, I think it's a little bit of a double-edged sword like expectations are are pretty low for Pickett because you're coming in with a team that's 1 and 3, but at the same time, they clearly need somebody to elevate what this team is doing. And if they can get that from the quarterback spot, that'd be huge.
0: Right. I I think, I think most people that pay attention to the game, right. They realize once you figure out the quarterback and you have a competent quarterback, everything else can fall into place, but it all starts with the quarterback. And I don't think anybody in Pittsburgh thought Trubitsky was necessarily going to be the long-term answer. Right. But, I think maybe thought he might get a little further through the year than this. Uh, at this point, I think I've seen some other Bills folks say it that we're anticipating Mitch will be back as the backup
1: quarterback in Buffalo probably next year. I um, would have never, know. I would have never guessed that he wouldn't be starting this uh, week five game at the Bills. Like I, you know, I thought they were more invested in in seeing what they could get out of him. I thought Mike Tomlin liked the idea of kind of using him as that veteran bridge to pick it and right. bring him in in a fairly low stakes environment. And yet this is a pretty high stakes environment for Pickett to make his first start. So, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm shocked that they made the switch uh, at halftime the other day. And, you know, once it was made, I think you kind of have to roll with it. So I'm not surprised they're doing that. But to me, absolutely, Colt, the the Mitch Trubisky era, such as it is, lasted, uh, you know, a lot shorter than I thought it would.
0: Yeah. And I think it, I, I, I am a little in a toss up of it. Like, is it a little bit of gamesmanship kind of right? Because you, you, maybe you don't want to roll Trubisky out there because you know that the defense is playing so good and you know that they know how he likes to play the game. But on the flip side of that, you, you, maybe you put pick out there and we don't know what you're going to try to do with him. We don't necessarily know what he's going to try to do. This happened to us last year when we played Pittsburgh in week one. That's the worst time to play a team because you don't know exactly what they're going to do, right? And they might just catch you. So uh, for me, there's a little bit of that. If our defense wasn't playing so good, I would really be kind of almost concerned with that. But we'll we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, I want to hit on the injuries a little bit on each side because obviously that's been playing a huge part for the Bills each week. Um, And obviously you guys are missing some key pieces over there as well. Um, Our injury list, I think, had 16 people on it today. Um, It's it's very long. Um, The key folks for me are Poyer, Knox, Jones, and Edmonds. You know, they're they're our big time guys. Um, By all accounts, it looks like everybody should be there as far as those guys go. It looks kind of like rest stuff. Um, You know, Jones played 75% of the snaps last week. That's not normal for an interior defensive lineman on the Buffalo Bills. So some of these guys I think are just rest. We'll see. Um, I think if if you look at this and you say Edmonds is out, there's concern, but uh, I don't think we're going to have that issue. Looking at yours, it looks like pretty much everybody practiced minus one. How's the How's the injuries over there? I see Johnson popped on the report today. Any true concern of anybody not playing?
1: Ah, uh, just the Kella Witherspoon. Who, I mean, he's got a, a multi-week hamstring injury. Mike Tomlin's been pretty upfront about that. But sure, other than that, you know, as long as the injury report is, it's not overly concerning. It's Thursday. Everybody else was at least limited. I talked to Deontay Johnson afterward because I, you know, I, I figured he was going to be limited on the report uh, based on how little I saw him out there, and he said it's not a big deal. He, he got uh, took a knee in the Jets game, was a little sore in his like le- upper leg, hip area. But he doesn't want anybody to worry so sure seems like the Steelers are going to have their number one receiver other than that you know the secondary is is definitely in flux you know both starting safeties and their starting corners are dealing with things this week um you know minka fitzpatrick with a knee he was back today so you you think he'll be good to go terrell edmonds is a tricky one because he's in the concussion protocol um you can never feel great about predicting those guys availability. Um, and then the you know outside guys, Cam Sutton, who also plays inside sometimes, he's uh, been dealing with something since last week. He was limited last Friday, ended up playing, actually got a pick against the Jets and Levi Wallace, who, you know, he knows the Bills very well. And, and he had a foot injury at the early part of this week. But uh, I think all those guys are going to be out there. Maybe, maybe not Edmonds. Like I said, it would be kind of funny if we went from that. Steelers Bills game a few years ago where there were three Edmonds brothers to no Edmonds brothers in this game, (laughs) but um, but hopefully for Terrell's sake he'll be able to roll and up front you know Cam Hayward one of the most underrated uh, players in the league let alone interior lineman you know he's an older guy he's getting up there in age he's he's managing ankle and elbow injuries that he picked up uh, playing a lot of snaps himself in that Jets game and I'd be shocked if he misses Uh, he's a team leader. He wants to try to right the ship. So I I think he'll be out there, but it is fair to question uh, if he'll be 100% and able to make the, the impact that he usually does.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, I think the Levi Wallace one's very interesting, obviously, and the bills are very familiar with what it means when your entire secondary is out, right? Yeah. We, we've been through that already this year. Uh, a couple other moves that the bills made this week that, you know, we, well, we last week we signed a cornerback and then he he's immediately put on the injured, reser, see, injured list. That. Right. So uh, I'm curious to see what we're trying to do there. I think we realize that we might just be playing thin at certain points during the year and we probably try to keep him around just in case, but, They moved on from Tavon Austin. Um, It seemed like both parties just couldn't figure out what his role was. And then they brought in, you know, Zimmer back, who I really like. I I thought the kid played well until he got hurt last year. So they brought back a couple guys, but nothing really in the wide receiver room. Isaiah McKenzie, uh, he was back limited today, so hopefully he'll be available. But Crowder went out with that broken ankle. Um, So it looks like we're going to ride with what I think a lot of people thought would be the thinnest group. Uh, for the Buffalo Bills coming into the season at the wide receiver position um, with the way things are shaking out. So it'll be interesting to see. But Josh Allen seems to find a way either way to pick apart your your defense in the secondary if they're banged up. He's definitely going to try to expose that. What has been the – I've seen some of the stuff like uh, the defensive coordinator today was saying like, you know, how do you stop Josh Allen? And he was like, well, you know, I'm thinking 12 to 13 guys per play, you know, yeah. stuff like that. So what is it? What do you think? What's the idea here for Pittsburgh this week? I mean, cause this feels like you start getting a one in five, you're really, really losing ground. Right. And you might need to start shifting your focus to w- we're not in it this year. Right. Is there anybody we can move? Is there anything we could do? Is this feel like kind of an end all be all this week that they got to have it? And do they think they could do it against this team?
1: Uh, I I never really like to use the phrase must win this early in the season. I mean, a lot of people were calling the Jets game must win last week and they lost. So, you know, why are they even going up to play the Bills? I guess the season's (laughs) over. But um, yeah, I mean, eh, as far as like trying to stop Josh Allen, obviously that's at the top of the list uh, to to do for any team. I'll be curious to see, you know, you mentioned uh, that laundry list of injuries with the uh, skill positions. I mean, how much attention can you devote to one guy in Stephon Diggs? to try to take him away. I mean, you know, the Steelers are going to try to scheme against him. They did a pretty good job. As I recall last year in that season mm-hmm. opener. And really it, from what I remember about that game, I mean, I was up there at high Mark in the press box. It, the bills weren't sharp. Josh Allen right. missed some throws, especially some deep balls that if he hits those the way he normally does, the Steelers don't get out of Buffalo with that surprising win. So um, you know, it's, it's always, um, a cat and mouse game with, with them. I mean, they, they want to try to bring the pass rush. They don't have TJ Watt. Uh, they, they want to, yeah, they want yeah, to try to play a lot of zone coverage. They've been getting picked apart, uh, over the middle thus far. So, um, you know, Dawson Knox shout, shout out to him because, uh, fun fact, you might've even heard this upstairs. Uh, we have a th- almost three-year-old named Dawson. So oh, nice. I, believe, I believe Dawson Knox is the only NFL player there's been named Dawson to this point. So maybe the, uh, the next one's in this house right now, but um, so, you know, hopefully he'll be be healthy and uh, able to help out the Bills, you know, receiver position since he's such a good pass catching tight end. But uh, yeah, the, the Steelers are they're they're facing long odds here. Not it's not just the rookie quarterback starting; it's all the issues they've had on defense. You know, the the run defense was the worst in the league last year. They got gashed a couple weeks ago against the Browns. Um, they they didn't always stand up against the Jets late in that game in the fourth quarter. So. Um, you know, it's it's all hands on deck for them. They, they haven't won a game yet when T.J. Watt doesn't play. Right. So it shows you the impact that he makes. And he made a huge one last year against the Bills. That, that's that's kind of your Josh Allen kryptonite a little bit, but you're not going to have them there. So, you know, they do have Alex Highsmith, who's leading the, the NFL in sacks, but feels like a hollow five and a half number when you're staring at one and four. And not only that, but after this week against the Bills, they've got the Bucks at home. And then they have to go face the Eagles and the dolphins on the road. So it is yeah. just a very, very tough stretch to, to get Kenny Pickett started in his NFL career. Yeah.
0: That's why I was curious of how this game was kind of being treated. Cause I was looking at that slate as well. And I'm like, this is, this could get bad quick. Like this could get real bad, real quick. This, this doesn't feel like starts. the game
1: that's going to be the easiest to win, you know, right, like right. out of these four, it might actually be the toughest when you factor in going on the road, Bill's yeah. mafia, that environment for, for Pickett. So, um, you know, it's, It's definitely going to be a juicy matchup for the Steelers, but there is urgency, no doubt about it. They can't just go up there and say, we've got nothing to lose, although I'm I'm sure that that's kind of the mentality that they're going to take to some extent.
0: Yeah. I think they got to have a little bit of that, right? Like you got to be a little more aggressive than you may be in your normal situations, but yeah, that's what, it's one of those things. And this is only the second home game for the bills too. So the mafia has has been jonesing to get back around, you know, in the building. So it's going to be an epic, tough start. I think for uh, a a rookie kid to come in, it's probably best that he got a little action last week. So he could get a feel for it a little bit because this defense is, just basically in the second half, shut Lamar Jackson down, who I would say is probably the best quarterback in the league, uh, you know, at this at this point in time. So uh, it's 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 scary. And you look at his numbers, I mean, now I, I was curious about this because you brought it up a little bit about the benching of Trubisky and you're kind of surprised about it because. Now the box score, the third interception, right. Was because of the hail Mary, but they threw both through 13 passes. He completed 10 with two interceptions for like 120 yards. Trubisky was seven of 13 for 84 with an interception. So it didn't really feel like much changed, but what I watched was he was at least trying, you can see his ability to move around is going to be different. His willingness to move around, I think is going to be different and he's willing to throw it right? He sees that millisecond window. It's going to close, but he sees it and he's willing to go after it. So offensively, what what does this team have to do to come out and win?
1: I think the general school of thought here when it comes to Trubisky versus Pickett is that Mitch was playing with that weight of having the first round quarterback behind you on the depth chart and really didn't want to make the big mistake. And for the most part, he hadn't been turning the ball over, but yeah, when you're not taking chances, you're getting a lot of three and outs. You're getting a lot of punts. You're putting so much stress on your defense and, and as you well did be seen, throwing picks, right? Yeah. So Man. you did see a, a little bit more aggressive mindset from Kenny Pickett. And I, I guess that's one thing that he kind of has in his corner is that he, he knows he's, you know, kind of the future of the franchise at the quarterback position. So they're going to have patience. They're going to be willing to learn and, and grow and develop, uh, with him, which you know that that wasn't the case for Trubisky. More was expected of him as a veteran coming in with that experience and that resume. So uh, I think that you know the easiest thing for them would be if if they can get the offensive line to push people around and yeah. you know move it, move it on the ground and get Najee Harris going. But that's easier said than done, especially against this Bills front. So uh, the Steelers' O line's been struggling for a few years now, especially. Yeah. In run blocking, I think Najee Harris is a good player, but you know he's talked about needing to trust his line more, uh, as opposed to just you know following you know trying to bounce it outside instead of following a hole. So sometimes he gets in that habit of trying to do too much because he doesn't usually have a lot of room to run. Uh, that's kind of what's bogged down uh, their ability to to you know use the ground game to their advantage. But that's a, any quarterback's best friend, especially a rookie. I think he'll look for his tight ends, especially Pat Fryermuth, a lot over the middle. See if they can get some advantageous matchups there. Chase Claypool didn't catch a pass last week. He's got a lot of doubters at this point in Pittsburgh, people who are disappointed in him. He was so good two years ago as a rookie. He's kind of regressed a little bit. Maybe he gets more involved just just to try to change up uh, what you're showing opposing defenses. So uh, George Pickens has been really good as a rookie on the outside, but last week was his first true breakout game. So perhaps he can win some one-on-one matchups on the perimeter. And that's where you can, you know, make some of those those big splash plays that you know keep the Bills defense on their toes. But the other fun subplot to that Steelers offense versus Bills defense, Mar Hamlin and, and Dane Jackson, two former Pitt Panthers, yeah. who played with Kenny Pickett, won with Kenny Pickett, know him really well. And you know, it'll be funny to see if uh, if he can kind of get one over on those guys, if one of them can get a pick against him. Uh, That that's a fun game within the game uh, Mm -hmm. for for him against this banged up secondary.
0: Yeah, I really like that. Both those guys were uh, chatting about that uh, today. They were hitting them up on that. I think that's that's cool when there's little stories like that or you know are happening internally in the game like that. And, And I find it hard, right? Because if, if you look at the if you just go look at the paper for the Pittsburgh Steelers, you're gonna see Najee Harris, you're gonna see Claypool, Fryermouth, Deontay Johnson, and you're gonna say to yourself, why aren't they scoring any points? Why can't they do anything? Right. Like it feels like that should be an offense that you should be productive with. I think a lot of teams would take that,
1: you yeah, know, right George now. With, that that skill yeah. group is is really it's good. Pretty I think good. ES, yeah, ESPN.com, I think, ranked them the twelfth best, uh, skill position group. And that was before George Pickens was making these crazy one-handed catches. So yeah, they, they've got the talent. They just haven't found a way to distribute it.
0: Right. Yeah. It, and, it, and it feels like, you know, the offensive line, I agree. It's been, it's been, it's all you've been hearing about for the past few years. I think it's what ended essentially Ben Roethlisberger, you know, was the, it just, the offensive line was not there anymore. So for me this week, and you can tell me if I, if I'm off my kilter for the bills, I think that basically this is a, this is a simple game for us. We don't do anything out of the ordinary um, I, see, I think you will see us try to run. Sean McDermott has been talking it up a lot. He's pretty disappointed in how much we've been running the ball. But in turn, I, I I wrote down just a couple things of just run, be efficient, and don't play down, right? Because typically, in Bill's fashion, you would slow yourself down and not get into this, let's just go crank it up on him because we can, right? Like, we need to go in there with the killer mentality this week because there's nothing on that side of the ball with, with the depleted guys. They're kind of down. I I'm looking at our guys going, I don't see any reason that we can't just do the same thing we've been doing every week. Right. The only thing I want to see us do this week that we haven't done the past couple of weeks. And you kind of hit on this was, I think we've been leaving Stefan Diggs too early. We've been letting teams take him out, even though he's double covered. I I think we got to continue to push that and you, and you make him beat them because as soon as you don't do that, I think you allow these teams to think that they figured you out for that and they don't have to work, but he should be killing it. He's so frigging good. I don't care if they're double, triple, you should still be effectively going after him here in and here out. It kills me that we kind of have been bailing on him the past couple of weeks against a dinged up Xavier Howard, and there was nobody that could cover him last week on that Baltimore defense. There was nobody who could straight up cover him. So I still want to see it. I don't, what, are you, what are your thoughts? Do, do the Steelers defense have anything that you feel is going to be an, an edge here for up against yeah. the offense.
1: Yeah, I mean, as long as he's healthy, they've got Minka Fitzpatrick. Where I, I mean, we saw in Week One against the Bengals. I I think that I thought the Bengals were the better team in that game, and and I think they still are. But Minka gets a pick six in the first quarter, sets the tone for for the rest of the day, right? So I think if if they do try to you know force it to digs, could that play into the Steelers' hands if they are you know putting that bracket over them, or if Minka Fitzpatrick's coming down in that uh, robber coverage, and and maybe you know, Josh Allen just makes one mistake. And could that give the the Steelers that little bit of momentum or that confidence that they need uh, to, to make this a game? So, um, you know, he's a really good safety. Cam Hayward, like I said earlier, I mean, he's he's not 100% and he's been getting double teamed left and right with no T.J. Watt. Can Alex Highsmith take over a game? I mean, that's still the question for him, even though he's been consistent week in and week out. He had a few chances last week against Zach Wilson that he didn't finish it off. He had one sack. He probably could have had three. So. Uh, it's easier said than done, again, to, to try to bring down Josh Allen if you get home. So that's what makes the make part of what makes the Bills great. And, you know, this Steelers defense, they, they better have some some wrinkles, some tricks mm. up their sleeve with Mike Tomlin, Terrell Austin, Brian Flores on staff. He's at least very familiar with the Bills from being in the AFC East. So we'll see if they throw anything new out there or if it's just going to be a long day up there in Buffalo.
0: Yeah. Now granted Flores doesn't have any victories against this Bills team, but he should know what we like to do. And again, that's, that's why I feel like this is, this is set up for us to kind of really just try to change what we're doing to see if we could, if we can make it happen against a team that's really having a hard time. Right. Is like, Hey, let's just run it. Let's just run it. And we get first halves have been very difficult for us. Right. The, every week is basically been a tough first half for us. Second half, we've given up what seven points throughout the season so far. So I think you've got to be with us in the first half. If you're not with us in the first half, then it's probably lights out. And that's what I'm hoping for. I, one of my big keys was the the goal for the offense should be to get the defensive starters rest, right? I'm looking at this laundry list of players that need to rest. Like we need to be up by like 20 in the third quarter. So everybody can sit down and hang out. Um, now, as far as the bills defense trying to stuff you guys, I I think that it's just, it's pretty simple. I, I, like I just mentioned, I think you guys have very, very good talent across the board and one wrong move, I think could, could really open things up and, and you guys have guys capable of making the play. So tackling, um, we've been very, very good at it. But this is another one of those teams that I feel like they try to get the ball in the wide receiver's hands quickly, let them move and shake, right? Um, probably, yeah, especially with this kid. Yep. Yeah, especially with this kid, you know, they're going to want to probably get the ball out of him quickly, right? You know, and, and kind of move along that way. The other thing for me is just that no big plays. You cannot let him get any kind of hype, right? Any kind of momentum that he thinks he can do it.
1: It, it, it,
0: am I off kilter
1: there? Is that- no. And, and I would say, though, I mean, I, I don't know that Pickett has a reputation so much as a big play quarterback. I think his arm strength's good, but it's not, you know, it was one of the, the questions about him going into the draft. And I actually think for the Steelers' offense, you know, of course, big plays are nice. Any team would say that. But I think it's more realistic to just sustain drives, you know, keep, keep mm-hmm. it going, pick up a, a third and six, pick up a third and four, um, you know, use your legs if you need to. If you're Kenny Pickett, he was really good at that in college, everybody saw the fake slide against wake forest in the ACC championship game. I mean, you're not going to have something like that every week, but, uh, they, they just weren't uh, converting on third downs enough with Mitch Trubisky as their quarterback. Clearly Mike Tomlin was, uh, tired of what he was seeing in, in that regard. So, you know, more so than, than chasing that big play against the bills defense, you know, get your, find a way to get yourself in third and manageable, um, Mm -hmm. you know, sustain like I said, sustained drives. Keep the ball away from Josh Allen. Sometimes that's the best defense against him, right? So um, you know, shortening the game essentially, I think, is if the Steelers can do that, you know, that maybe they'll at least have a, a puncher's chance of uh, of getting a you know, Allen to make maybe one mistake that they can turn the tide.
0: Yeah, I mean, you watched Baltimore do that last week, right? In the first half, they controlled the game. And and I think that's what every team that is good that likes to run the football or needs to run the football more is going to do to the Buffalo bills, right? That's going to be your ultimate goal is keep Josh Allen off the field, give him as little time as possible. If you truly believe he's going to hurt you. And I think a lot of teams think that he's going to hurt them in some regard one way or another, especially when he gets rolling and he's at home and the defense is probably going to give him lots of opportunities to succeed. Right. I, I'm not saying, I, I don't want to like, bash on any because you're here and you know and i appreciate you coming out but this feels like a really tough matchup for the steelers to walk yeah, away I mean, with they're, this they're in 14, any kind of regard
1: point underdogs yeah i mean the biggest you don't see many 14 base.
0: points yeah. in the nfl right it's that that's college all day but when you see a number that big in the nfl it's kind of like you almost just want to go the other way just because it happens so rarely yeah. right that you actually see that but if you had to if you had to put down a score for yourself this week where do you think this falls
1: i think i'm gonna go um with the Steelers coming out with some passion and some fire on the road, I mean that's one thing that you can say about Mike Tomlin over the years. He hasn't had the postseason success lately, and that gets him uh, far from the good graces of Steelers fans. But he never loses a team. The famous stat, you know, he's never had a losing season. Granted, those were all with Ben Roethlisberger, except for the one year where he went out. So uh, they always compete. They always play hard. I, I think they're going to do that this week, but it's just not not going to be enough. So I'm going to go Bills twenty three. Steelers 13 so uh, no cover but still a comfortable enough win against Kenny Pickett in his first NFL start
0: my uh, score is considerably different than that I'll just put that I'll put that out there first Uh, I actually think this is gonna be like 41 to 6. Wow that is
1: yeah that is a lopsided score.
0: I really think that they're going to have a hard time with this defense. And if they don't get in, in the end zone early in this game, I don't think that they're going to get in the end zone at all, because what I think what we've seen in the past few weeks is the bills defense tends to do this thing in the first half where they almost kind of sit and just wait and let you do whatever you're going to do and fit and just try to maintain and control that and see what it is. And then in the second half, they come out and go, okay, we know what you're doing now over. Right, it's it's like done and over. Well, and we're Steelers talking about they
1: ever score in the first quarter or even the first half. uh, Going back to the last year, so is I that mean, what it that, is? Yeah, okay. so I didn't know that stat. Struggling very much with slow starts. Look that one up, uh, yeah
0: The Bills, the Bills have given up zero points in the third quarter and only seven points in the fourth quarter in the second half.
1: They've so maybe that'd be they, good for the Steelers if the Bills will you know allow you to move the ball a little bit early on. They uh, may. perhaps it'll be an unstoppable force versus the or. A, a stoppable force versus a movable object at this point, right?
0: I like that. That's that's not a bad. And in the last time I put up a big score like this, I was really close. But the week prior to that, when I wanted to put up a big score, I, I tempered my thoughts because I was like, I don't I don't think we can do it. But when I'm looking at just like Lamar, we faced, you know, we we faced Matthew Stafford, we have we faced some like offenses that I think are showing they're more high power than the Steelers to this point. Whether they that could all change under Picky, you never know, right? I'm not I'm sure. not saying that nothing. Things not anything is possible. Right. I mean, Josh Allen had terrible games to start. He progressed into what he is now. Right. So you never know. Um, But it feels to me like it's just an opportunity where we get out early and then it's just kind of ride it out in the second half. And the turnovers just don't ever let them back in the game is the way that I I think it's going to fall out.
1: You just predicted what would be the biggest blowout uh, in Mike Tomlin's coaching career. So I don't know if that makes you feel better or worse about it. Their, their biggest loss was twice. They, they lost by 31 last year uh, to the Bengals was one of those games at Cincy. So a high powered offense. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So one high powered offense.
0: That's a very interesting stat though. Vegas should put that out as a line and let somebody <laughs> uh, put that out as a bet. So maybe I could be way off, but I, I'm going to trend really high on this one because I, I think it just feels like our defense is uh it's doing well. Uh, Jordan Poyer's now got this million dollars from Pat McAfee that he's got to get. Uh, did you hear yeah, about this? Yeah. The 13 interceptions he's got to get in the season. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens, but Thanks for coming on, Brian. I want to get you out of here. I know it's uh, late over there for you on the East coast. I appreciate you spending some time with me and coming on and hanging out and talking bills and Steelers. You want to go ahead and shout out anything you got coming up, anything you, you know, you're working on any of that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, all our stories at post If you want to give us a read, um, you know, we we got a uh, promotion going on right now. I think it's six bucks for six months. So, uh, a drop in the bucket even just to read all of our Steelers coverage that we've got ahead of the bills game. So, uh, we've also got a podcast called The North Shore Drive. You can find that uh, wherever, Spotify, Apple, uh, and on YouTube. So, uh, yeah, thanks for having me, Colt. Uh, enjoy the game Sunday, man.
0: Yeah, I uh, hope that you enjoy it too. Are you going to be up there for it?
1: Yeah, yeah, we're making yeah. the trip, uh, driving up on Saturday. And, uh, yeah, it was set, yeah, second year in a row now we're going to Buffalo. So we'll have to get some wings while we're there, obviously. Very cool, man. Well, enjoy the enjoy the trip up, enjoy the game. I mean, either way, I think it's exciting
0: for the Steelers to kind of see what they can potentially be looking at moving forward, right? It might not be the greatest team or opportunity to see it in the first start, but uh, it's always nice to have like some kind of hope on the horizon that you've got somebody that could be the next guy, right? So yeah, it's that's really
1: interesting. So. That's right.
0: So appreciate everybody for listening in. Of course, make sure you guys head over to habitat.org and check out habitat for humanity if you can help out over there. And of course. Go Bills.
1: Make sure you leave a review and subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll see you next time. Leg out!